Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor. Mead, Metal of Mayhem. And when Jody says he doesn't know and care, I'm going to start and say I'm James. I know he's there. I was there. It went away. I don't know what happened. Oh. Well, there, there he is. There's Jody. <laughs> it disconnected and then reconnected. I didn't have to do anything. Well, that's... <laughs> Sounds like sex with artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I, for a second, I'm like, is he upset that I went ahead and started the episode? He's usually not. <laughs> no, it just, it, I don't know what happened. It just all of a sudden it cut off. I was like, what the hell? It's, it's the Terminator's taking over. Oh, was that all? <laughs> please, please just do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I have a picture from Jody. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, my friend will appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so the first one is uh, just to kind of give some scale because there's a ruler in the picture. And then uh, that's the case I got for it. So cool. I got to be honest. When I open up the two pictures, the first thing I saw was the ruler. I'm like, oh, should I look further? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that seems to be about a nice size. <laughs> so, speaking of, it's funny, the older I get, the more women are willing to talk about how they, they and, and I'm not saying this because of Jody's ruler thing. It's a very nice, nice size. It's, it's approximately what I would have, <laughs> I would have measured too, except he's sending a picture of a, an SD card for memory and, and yeah, I, <laughs> But uh, but women talk about like you know when you're young and you watch porn and you see all these guys with twelve inch dicks and you're like oh my god I wish I had a twelve inch dick and the older you get the more you realize no women don't want a twelve inch dick for the most part no <laughs> like five six seven seem to be sort of a maximum so kudos to all you dudes out there at the seven inch mark <laughs> but... yeah. Even if you have a little two, three inch, if you get the right angle and hit the bean, you're set. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of, all these are simile, simile, simi, 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 <laughs> Sarah Connolly, simi carnally. <laughs> Um, tangential to the episode, and you'll see why, but before we get to the episode of which Jody said earlier today, when I said, Hey, we still recording he goes, yeah. I said, do you have anything? Or do you want me to tell you? Or do you want me to surprise you? He goes, surprise me. And I said, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Jody knows Jack all about the two episodes we're going to record tonight, but to be fair, these are both things we've thought about. And I didn't really put any extra thought into thinking that I don't want to do one with notes tonight. I want to do one or two off the cuff. Okay. Um, so um, when I when I give these to you, these are things that we've talked about doing. So if you haven't thought about them, huh? It's uh -huh. on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but before we get there, are you having a drink mm -hmm. tonight? 
Um, I'm still trying to work my way through my Sam Adams holiday pack, so I'm having a holiday white ale. Oh, that's that's not bad at all. No. Even though it is mid-May. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's one day past the Ides of May. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> no. Would today be the Ides? Because the Ides, no, no, it's always the 15th, right? I, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's 30, there's 31 days in May, so I don't know. Well, that's I exactly what I was thinking. 15th or 16th. Yeah. yeah, but there are 31 days in March, too, and it's always the Ides of March. Yeah. Why don't I, uh, I'm going to look that up while you talk. Cool. I, I will say, as we record this, it is May 16th, and I, which will also just kind of go in with the episode I'm talking about, but also because I just bought this four-pack, and we all know Barley Ones are my favorite, I found a new one called Against the Grain Brewing's London Balling, a English barley wine style that huh. I just poured and took a little drink, and it's good. It's malty. A little hoppy, very deep, very, very thick, and um, it's 12.5%, but goes down like it's 12.3%. But yeah, the picture on it is a dude with a kind of weird mohawk and has a guitar, but he's doing the heavy metal symbol, and it's kind of like a a cross between a punk and a rocker and a... Well, I'd even say it's a bass, because but but there are only three strings, but you know that that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a rocker, punker, heavy metal dude on the front, which goes with the episode uh-huh. I'm going to tell Jody I thought about, which we've discussed many times, and I thought, fuck it, I've got notes on the blues and Zeppelin and Monty Python and and Haunted Places and Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and well, you know what? I don't want to do anything with notes tonight. Okay. I thought we should talk about the thing we've been talking about since almost day one. The differences uh-huh. between heavy metal and hard rock. Okay. I could I can do that one pretty much off the cuff. Um, before we go on, to answer the question about the Ides, according to Wikipedia, the 15th day of the full month or the 13th day of the hollow month, according to the Romans. What, what's a hollow month? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, it's thought to reflect a prehistoric lunar calendar, and that's a lot of stuff I'm not going to go into because we're going to talk about the differences between heavy metal and hard rock. sounds perfect maybe we can do something else later on the ides of shit (laughs) no no i don't want to do the ides of shit (laughs) (laughs) all right so the ides of months (laughs) okay (laughs) all right and by the way just so jody knows he texted me says i'm gonna be running 50 minutes late and i said Gives me more time to be tipsy. I actually went to do some laundry. I'm actually actually fairly good right now until we start. Well, until I start drinking this barley wine. Okay. Mm, barley wine. Okay. Be- before <laughs> we start the episode. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote a few things to keep us on track if we need to. Okay. 
would you like to start on anything or do you want me to to bring up certain topics um you uh, go ahead okay so first topic before we get into the specifics is when jody and i started our hard rock and heavy metal podcast thing that we initially were going to do which you'll know if you listen to episodes 100 and 200 yes and zero yes um, we uh we, we had been doing heavy metal hard rock history things and, and culture things so some of the things i'm going to take are from books on heavy metal culture whether they are what heavy metal means or what it, the differences are or what it means for different things but these are literally i've not read these since we started talking about this five years ago so i will not be able to say i got this from this book but right you know we'll yeah we'll uh we'll we'll just kind of play by cuff and the fact that we're not getting paid for this means we're educational and we don't actually have to give credit to bullshit I'd I'm like good to have a good. talk with all the college professors I have. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. With Jody's background, no kidding. <laughs> all those fucking papers I had, right? <laughs> I I had one professor in my math department who was rather a bit of a hippie, and he talked about things. But other than that, I'm not, our degrees are vastly different. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not getting paid. Why do I have to put citations in this paper? Well, you know, because because you don't want to steal. Well, that's true. Which which I get, and generally, if I was writing this paper to get it published or something, I would more than likely, you know, want want to give more credit but since we're a educational podcast it gets jack shit for money or recognition and you know i mean I, okay so i remember for example running with the devil by robert walzer yes and and i remember reading one about heavy metal um the wabin in england i remember reading one about heavy metal in the middle east um yeah one about heavy metal and gender Okay. Which which uh, was great because uh, it wasn't like a oh no, no, all men are men. No, actually, what it talked about was how women. You know, obviously, men are overrepresented in heavy metal, but typically, as far as genres go, heavy metal people fans are some of the uh, you always have assholes, but we're some of the least asshole, misogynistic, ass grabbers as far as going to a show you could find. Yeah, you know, compared to other things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, you can all Google that, or maybe if uh, Jody and I actually get on the ball before this comes out, we'll we'll put those in the show notes. But we'll see. <laughs> okay, we can do that. We even have a reason. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was trying not to make the Caddyshack reference. <laughs> Why should you stop? You should always make the Caddyshack Because <laughs> I was going to let you make the Caddyshack reference. Well, cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. All right. So I, I've just got a list of things. And we'll they'll probably overlap. But first, 
vocals. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so heavy metal versus hard rock, you know, the, the fans. Oh, you know what? Let's start with fans because I already mentioned fans about not being um, asshole grasshabber, uh, gr- grasshabbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, ass grabbers. I, uh, every genre has misogynistic assholes, and and even though there are definitely women out there who are jerks and assholes, men would probably most definitely be higher in proportion. But it's not bad. But what about fans? Do you? And if you want me to go first, just say so. But do you see a difference in fandom between heavy metal and hard rock? Um. For the most part, no, because I think there is a lot of overlap between the two as far as the fandom goes. Um, you'll okay. So, so hard rock bands, the the fans of hard rock bands probably like quite a few metal bands as well. Yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of metal fans probably have things they would consider guilty pleasures <laughs> that are hard rock. <laughs> you know, I'm okay. So just for, from my own point of view, um, I think there's room for both. You know, if if you're because musically, there's not a lot of difference. Which, which we'll get right. to in a minute, there's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's there, there's heavy distorted guitar, you know, the loud drums, powerful vocals. Uh, you know, hopefully the guitarist is competent and, you know, can shred, although it doesn't necessarily have to shred, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, so musically there's not always a lot of difference. Um, so, yeah, I think I just I just think that there's that there's a lot of room for you know you can like both I guess is, is what I'm trying to get at here um, you don't have to pick one over the other and and I think a lot of the fans are that way I, I would now, agree I, I will you know again yeah I, again using myself as an example when I first started getting into it I was definitely more of a hard rock fan you know didn't quite realize that at the time because i didn't really understand what all the differences were but um i you know looking back i'm like okay you know i didn't i didn't listen to a lot of the heavier bands but when i did first start getting into it maiden was a band that i latched onto pretty quick so but yeah i i did i listened uh i, I was listening to a lot of i mean kiss and acdc and uh Got into Alice Cooper. I already liked Alice Cooper, but you know, started buying Alice Cooper albums and uh, Aerosmith and Cinderella and Poison came out and got got into them and uh, got into Bon Jovi and some other bands, Motley Crue, and you know, um, I I at the time shied away from the some of the heavier stuff because the thrash bands I just I, for various reasons I didn't want to listen to them. But yeah, you know, attitudes change. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. And and I think one thing, crap. I, I was trying to hold off on this to let you finish your thought. I kind of forgot what. You, <laughs> um, okay. 
but 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 okay yeah no no i remember uh you kind of said guilty pleasure thing and i think you're right that heavy metal band fans will sometimes look a little down on on hard rock uh yeah but i, I would disagree with that um but but also that the fandom is is fairly open to both uh Right. And, and you're right. I don't see a huge difference between either of them because both of them, I would say the heavier it gets, the more outcast the fan feels towards general culture. Probably. And, yeah. And that it's, it's like, like when we were growing up, if you're into poison or, or Bon Jovi or ACDC and, and, and we can like soon talk about bands we think are, Definitely hard rock. Definitely have a metal or or that overlap, but but you were you were at least in like a a realm of okay, you're you're not bizarre. But if I would have like when I talked about Halloween with even my friends who were open to different genres, they're like, dude, you're kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. So so I feel the deeper you go in that, that would be the even more true. I think for uh, you know, true Norwegian black metal, black metal. or whatever yeah. you know the the heavier it gets the more of an outcast you probably feel you are or maybe you are because normal people don't right. get the shit we get into right yeah um well I, I think part of it is that okay so hard rock tends to be more commercial it's it's more commercially accessible and and we'll go that said that's I guess that's a big thing we can say now, but the reasons why it's more commercially successful or acceptable is are some of the things I think we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 I think you're right in general, the fandom until you get to the the bizarre far ends are right. open and because they're outcasts and they want to be accepted so they're more accepting of others and anybody who likes the same stuff they are they feel a uh fraternity slash sorority with that person right which which is probably the same with others like genres we're not aware of i'm sure most people who like pop pop and and rap and everything are fine until you get to those bizarre ends and you know the people who think kanye is fucking god and you know Kanye thinks Kanye's fucking God. So, well, to be fair, um, it is my um, opinion that Kanye's a fucking gob and can <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> the, the, okay. the bonus of being an educational thing where we're not getting paid is that this is very much opinion based. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much say what we want, and you can all suck it because it is opinion. Especially you, Yeezy, who fucking like certain political people who say whatever the fuck they want. You can't have it one way, asshole. You get it both ways or fuck off. Yep. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and so my next little, I, I when I say notes, I literally wrote down like one word things of things I wanted to remember to bring up. <laughs> okay. Um, which would be. Uh, and this goes into some of Jody's things of uh, who like um, accessibility and, and who think like, why is heavy metal more preferred than, uh, you know, or less preferred than hard rock. Right. Uh, but let's go with little piecewise. 
and we get sidetracked, we do. But what about vocals? What do you think? Again, I'll go first if you want, but I'm happy to let you go. Uh, Vocal-wise, what are the differences between heavy metal artists and hard rock artists and the Venn diagram of, wow, they fucking overlap so much, I don't know. Um, heavy metal, and not not all heavy metal, um, but a, a lot of heavy metal vocalists tend to do more extreme vocals, um, especially when you start getting into black metal, death metal, uh, thrash metal. Um, you know, thrash tends to do a rougher, for the most part, maybe sometimes a screaming vocal style. I, I was just listening to uh, Metallica's Ride the Lightning on the way home from work today. Um, and James Hetfield was still almost screaming instead of singing, but he was not screaming as much as he did on their first album. <laughs> By, by uh, but way, you, you know, like that, I almost said, when Metallica was still kind of good. <laughs> uh, well, th- there's that too. But um, <laughs> um, but no, like uh, yeah. So so a lot of thrash metal bands will the, the 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 vocalist will scream or use very gruff vocals. Um, black metal, it's almost more of a shrieking kind of thing death metal is a, is a growl very guttural um hard rock bands t- tend to use clean vocals now depending on the subgenre of metal like more traditional metal um iron maiden black sabbath judas priest they will tend to use clean vocals as well because they were a lot of those bands were around before the more extreme forms of metal came about but um even then when you talk about somebody like you know so well the guys i mentioned but bruce dickinson from iron maiden uh the many many different singers they've had in black sabbath uh rob halford from Judas priest you know those guys have on the for the most part tend to have and when i'm thinking sabbath i'm thinking i'm actually thinking dio and not ozzy uh, <laughs> more operatic style vocals more soaring uh with with a lot of range um compared to brett michaels who's 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 a good vocalist you know but he's not he doesn't have the range that those guys do and his vocals probably aren't quite as they're not as operatic they're not as powerful there's you know it's a different kind of energy behind it yeah yeah so i think you're right like hard rock is closer to i guess pop music i mean the the music behind it's rougher and the vocals are gruffer you know you listen to bon scott of course it's rougher than you know beyonce yeah brian yeah brian johnson or or uh, tom Kiefer from cinderella yeah yeah it, it, yeah it, scratchy not, voices but yeah and I'm not saying anything bad about Beyonce. You know, if you like that music, it's cool. Whatever. I'm I'm just saying, of course, listen to them. They're different. Oh yeah, yeah. But but yeah, the heavy metal I think is is and from the books I've read, it, it's like you said, operatic. Like they have a soaring, 
classical thing such as uh, Bruce Dickinson or or from Halloween, Michael Kiske, or, you know. Yeah. Um, it, or on the other end, the, the gruffer, as Jody has said, um, black metal is the thing that wants to rip your brains out from the woods and death metal is the thing that wants to rip your brains out from the crypt. <laughs> yes. Um, listen to Cannibal Corpse. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what his last name is. Uh, his nickname is Corpse Grinder. Uh, it's George. George, what is George's last name? <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the, lead, the lead vocalist of, of Can Cannibal Corpse. He's got that. I mean, when I think death metal, that's what I think of, is, is his really guttural. I don't, nobody is as guttural as he is. Yeah, because he goes <laughs> to the extreme rather than the heavy metal, or I'm sorry, rather than the hard rock, which is is not so much. Right. Um, which I will, you know, so you mentioned Tom Kiefer. I yeah. actually, and we can talk about specific bands in a second and we can come back to him, but I would say Tom Kiefer is definitely more gruff than pop music, but I would still put him in the yeah. hard rock rather than the heavy metal. Well, and there's, there, there, Yes, and there are other reasons for that that we will probably get to in a moment. All right. Well, I will. I've already written his name down, so I will circle it to come back. Okay. I, I actually, there is something else about Cinderella that Tom Kiefer was basically the leader of uh, that I want to bring up later anyway. So we may, we'll, we'll probably come around to that too. So cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, so vocals. I mean, heavy metal, a little more extreme on either end compared to hard rock, which of course is even more extreme than pop music. Uh, guitar. Well, oh, well, wait, before we move on, do you have any more vocals? Uh -huh. I should not just assume. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I think that, uh, or I think at least until it. we get to specific things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, guitars, what do you, or again, I'll go first if you want, but do you have a, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, sure. I'll go first this time. <laughs> okay. Um, here is, uh, you know, it, it's that Venn diagram with just like the vocals, where some are going to overlap and some are. Uh, for me, mm -hmm. and and this also goes to the vocals. For me, heavy metal, the vocals have more sustain when you lean that direction with Bruce Dickinson uh -huh. and and Michael Kieske versus, like you said, Brett Michaels, who's good, but yeah, yeah, it's it doesn't have that operatic feel and to me the guitars uh, again go on both sides where you can have the really operatic Wagner just blistering Bach style uh, Randy Rhodes um, Steve Vai uh, Halloween Iron Maiden like where they they know the scales and they just kick ass and but mm -hmm. you can hear the power and the sustain and I'll come back to sustain uh, where heavy Met, or or even the other side where you have thrash which can be really good you know you can have really good guitarists or you can have that crossover with punk that are um almost intelligent intelligible <laughs> uh, versus versus hard rock which is more of the the uh, chuck berry with with distortion okay acdc is, yes 
you you hit the nail on the head. Hard rock is more is still more blues based. It, it's still it's closer to it's closer to the blues rock that heavy metal grew out of than metal is today. And when I when I actually um, when I when we do the next episode on my uh, dedicated listening thing, I'm going to talk about that. But basically, over time, metal bands started to cut out the blues influence. Yeah, they went from blues in the 50s, the 60s hard rock style band. surf music and blues to yeah. um, like classical, almost. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, that, it's that classical. Um, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, you can still... You could there there are a lot of guys who aren't metal but are hard rock um, that as guitarists are incredibly technical in what they do. Um, Joe Satriani. I, I don't think I've ever heard Satriani do anything that I would call metal. But he is he is one of the best hard rock guitarists I've ever heard. The man is incredibly technical and he's got great feel you know, i mean because we've talked about that the, with feel and, and the, the technical and trying to balance the both of them um you know randy rhodes uh we we, we think of him as being osborne's guitarist that was definitely metal um definitely metal about that. so baroque <laughs> yeah but i just the other day again you know for the dedicated listening thing i actually found Quiet Riot's very first single that they released in 1975. And it was very bluesy and hard rock. And it was Randy Rhodes. Huh. So, you know, I mean, these, these guys can, uh, the guitarists can just very easily jump back and forth between the two styles, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's just that with the, with the, with the hard rock stuff, it's going to be bluesier. And you're just, you're not going to have those blues licks in heavy metal like you do in hard rock. Oh, true. And and I'm assuming in your dedicated listening, you'll get into Zeppelin and Deep Purple and how they go back and forth between having a very heavy metal feel with communication breakdown, going to the blues and, and in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will only add that sustain from the things I've read and the things I've felt are a huge part of the guitar that the distortion that allows the sustain because the distortion pedal will allow you to like hit a note and the distortion pedal allows the sustain to keep going if you wanted yeah. to, or if a power chord, it gives it that bit that mm -hmm. is typically heavier and heavy, uh, heavy metal sometimes faster because of the leading away from blues. Um, but it, to me, it's almost a continuum that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Like Jody said, a hard rock is more blues based. So the notes don't typically hold as long and the sustain isn't there and the power isn't there. Um, the power being the ability to keep something going without adding to it. Uh, yeah. But you've got pop music, which has little, to heavy or hard rock that has a nice gruffness and then heavy metal that can 
I would keep it going, and I would keep going, but nobody wants to hear that. No. It sucks, because I can hold a no for fucking ever. It's just not the right note. <laughs> you can, yeah, I was going to say, you can hold a note, but is it a good note? <laughs> it's, it's not the right note. I will leave it up to the girls on the uh, folding aluminum chairs to decide if it's the right note or not. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Sam's dad, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our buddy Sam that we've mentioned his dad was in a band forever and played bass and he he, he told me about this note that you could hit that would make all the folding uh, uh, aluminum chairs vibrate at a certain frequency that the women loved <laughs> <laughs> nice he sadly passed away before he could teach this note to me <laughs> oh yeah yeah but anyway um, I'm ready to move on, but if you have more on guitar. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Uh, my next note is rhythm, but I actually do have it separated into bass and drums. Do you have a preference? No. All right. So let's go with bass. Do you find big bass differences? Okay. No. Okay. This is the one no, I don't because hear. in Yeah, no. The because because of the nature of these overlapping styles, um the bass is basically haha, see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. Oh wait, no, I get that. Pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the bass is doubling up what the guitar does in both heavy metal and hard rock. It does. It doesn't always do that in mainstream rock or pop rock or any any form of pop music. It does not do it in the blues. Sometimes it does it in the blues, but normally not. Um, you know, well, see, and here's the thing. Hard rock and metal tend to be more guitar driven. Um, other for other styles of music actually tend to be more bass driven oh yeah yeah so so no there's really there's really not a lot of difference between bass styles and you know the only thing is again going back to the riff and in hard rock it's going to be more blues based and that's it that's that's really going to be the only difference you know it, because what your bass player is going to be doing is doubling up the guitar and that's what gives Hard rock and heavy metal penis. Or or adds to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, well, we'll, it, okay, we'll so it, no, you're good. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Okay. Um, I I always think of like the first three KISS albums. That if you if you listen to the first three KISS albums and you listen to what Gene Simmons is playing compared to what the guitars are actually doing. Gene is not doubling up the guitars on those albums. He's he's playing a bass line separate from what the guitars are doing. So, I mean, you know, obviously he's following the chord changes, but he's not doubling up the riff. He's he's playing you know, because in a lot of those songs they weren't playing a riff continually through the song. They were strumming chords on a lot of it. So Gene was free to play bass lines underneath all of it and that's what drove those songs. 
All right. Uh, well, uh, so I'm just going to reiterate what you said, which is I was going to mention Zeppelin, where John Paul Jones isn't always backing yeah. up Jimmy Page because neither of them had to be backed up. Jimmy and JP were both fantastic. And, and you're right. Sometimes it just backs it up. And sometimes it doesn't. That's both heavy metal and hard rock. And that they still have to have the same groove and the same key. Yes. Um, but may I tell you, so you know what we've all talked about we we both talked about this i'm a guitarist to my my heart and soul and it took me a while but the older i get I, i'm still a guitarist you know shredding all the way but right the, the older i get the more i dig the bass and it's amazing that like jp just has these funky ass jazzy bass lines and these metalescus yeah. songs <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i mean that's <laughs> that's just kind of a testament to how good of a bass player he was yeah or is i guess yeah still but but i find the same like billy sheen who's played with all sorts of bands such as david lee roth and he's played with steve i and every what you know um he's done hard rock and heavy metal and uh, he's so good like I, but i still think you're right that the bass is not a big constituent of the differences between both those genres and other genres that are really super bass heavy as opposed to hard rock and heavy metal. Right. And the thing is though, I mean, you, you don't realize how important the bass sound is overall to the whole thing. And until it's not there. <laughs> until it's not there. Metallica. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to let that go because fucking hell. <laughs> That's well, such a great album, and they did Jason wrong. Anyway, well, they, so then you're wrong, but I do agree because I there were times when I was young, I'm like, I can't even hear the bass player. I don't know why the fuck he's there. But then you listen to things like, oh, let's take the bass out and see what you think. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I don't know if you're saying something else there. No, no, no. That's 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 all I got. <laughs> I got no more. <laughs> So, uh, so drums, I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. Um, because in general, biggest thing for me, which there is an overlap and I will especially get to that if we talked about specific bands. Yeah. But for me, one of the biggest things, two of them, perhaps I didn't see this is where it's weird. Um, two things are the backbeat, which heavy metal, especially thrash took from jazz. Yeah. Uh, that isn't always there in hard rock plus heavy metal definitely utilizes the double bass drum a little bit better than hard rock um they yes yes there there are there are quite a quite a lot of hard rock bands that their drummers do play double bass setup they will play double bass rhythms um i think with metal bands the drumming tends to be more uh well again uh like the guitar playing it tends to be a little more technical uh can be more intricate um i, I don't want to say that hard rock dumbs it down uh they just don't they don't go out of their way to be like that i guess yeah i i ah, oh sorry nah. Had a little uh, alarm going off. <laughs> a 
I didn't hear it. Oh, well, good. No, I've uh, uh, quick. I've tonight. I've got a cousin who's going to be on a radio show in a half an hour. Oh, okay. So, not that we have to finish recording, he'll be on there for an hour. So, okay. Um, but if Greg, you're listening, I will be tuning in before ten o'clock tonight. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Heavy or heavy metal. Sorry, hard rock drummers are not phoning it in. They are fantastic but there's a difference the heavy metal drummers can have a little bit more of a can have more of a backbeat this is a generalization mm-hmm. in average they do the jazzy backbeat as opposed to the hard rock which are more the basic blues and mm-hmm. heavy metal in general on average have the double bass drum really getting at it with the technical bits with all the different things than the hard rock but again there is overlap Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else on uh, drums? No. Cool. Um, just so you know, my next little note, I have no fucking idea what it says. Oh, keyboards. Ha ha. Keyboards with the question mark. Like, you know, so I remember just as a background. I do believe it was Warrant when we saw them in Terre Haute. Uh, I'm not even sure we went together, but I know we were both at the show. Right. Uh, um, the, the, uh, Janet um, said something about, and we'd like to introduce our keyboard player who's really the extra member of our group. And and until that point, I never really thought about it. Like these are heavy metal bands, or at least hair <laughs> bands, which are that really extreme overlap sometimes of heavy metal and, and hard rock. Right. Um you know, like where, where do you find keyboards? Because you know you've got John Lord, you've got Warren admitting it. You've you've got fucking Motley Crue, and they have keyboards. They just don't introduce them because they have a uh, something to prove or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, well, and, and referencing back, Cinderella um, had a keyboard player that was off stage. Uh, Rick Cronetti, I think his name was. Yeah, um, actually, I remember that too. I think uh, Tom Kiefer introduced him too. Yeah, yeah, but he was always off stage uh, for a while. Uh, a couple of tours, Kiss had a keyboard player off to the side um, that they they didn't introduce. Um, but hard rock bands tended to or, or tend to have a keyboard player in the band. I mean. Um, Oh, David Bryan from Bon Jovi. I mean, he was a full member of the band. Yeah. Or it's yes. Oh, I keep using past tense because a lot of these bands are still around. Um and, and occasionally the keyboardist is the one who, you know, gets on drugs and stuff. Yeah. Not, not in Bon Jovi's case. That that was not no, that that was uh not David Bryan. <laughs> yeah. But um no, when when uh when Ronnie D- when Ronnie James Dio left Sabbath and uh, he started the band Dio, um, Claude Schnell was the keyboard player, but he was he did not officially become a member of the band, uh, at least not publicly, until uh, like second or third album. They just kind of shoved him off stage and then after a while it's like oh here's your keyboard player we're now a five piece it's like but the dude's been there the whole time what do you you know um 
uh, Ozzy did the same thing. He had to keyboard. Play. See, there you go. Ozzy's metal. He had a keyboard player off to the side. Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay. So when I was younger, I'm like, hey, you don't need a keyboard player. This is metal and hard rock. Fuck that shit. But the older I got, I'm like, no, it gives it that either undertone or overtone of yes. awesomeness. And how the hell can you do freaking Mr. Crowley without that keyboard? <laughs> right. And, and the thing is, keyboards have been a part of this from the beginning. Um, Zeppelin and Purple, you know, both had keyboard players playing piano, organ, whatever. Synthesizers came along. They, they both added that to it. Um, Sabbath started using synthesizers i mean they were i mean fuck on volume four they were using a piano you know so it's been there from the beginning it just i i guess in the 70s especially the late 70s when synthesized synthesizer keyboards started to become a big thing in music a lot of hard rock and metal bands we're trying to be purists about it and they cut them out and they said, ah, oh, you know, we're not using these. I mean, I think, uh, at, which was funny because queen did that for a long time. And then once queen started using them, they just took over. <laughs> so, but, so, um, maybe just to back that up, I was going to mention, uh, Freddie Mercury being a wonderful vocalist with awesome sustain, and everything yeah. who could have been a great heavy metal singer but queen even like barely went into hard rock <laughs> they were just rock uh, true yeah but um, now i don't have to bring him up right so awesome. but but for a long time queen was putting on their albums absolutely no synthesizers used in the making of this album and iron maiden did that on at least a couple of albums i think you know they put that on there maiden though in the mid 80s they they started using the guitar synthesizers, which I think now we would call a MIDI device. Because um, I know by the late 80s, that's what they were calling those were MIDI devices. Uh, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest both experimented with them. One used them effectively, the other did not. We'll talk about that later in a different episode. <laughs> um but yeah, for a long time, metal bands were just like, no, no synthesizers, no keyboards, none of that shit. You know, we don't want it. We don't, we're not touching it. That's not metal. Um, but hard rock bands, uh, they embraced it. Which, you know, I mean, like I said, Dio and Ozzy, they, they did have keyboard players, but they were more of the exception than, than the rule. Um, it was, it was more of the bands like, Bon Jovi uh, autograph. Um, <laughs> autograph. Yeah, trying, trying to think of who some of the other, you know. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of bands that I remember from the 80s that got labeled hard rock. And I'm sitting, I go back and listen to them today, and I'm like, no, no, they're not even hard rock. Uh, they, yeah. they looked it, but they, they weren't. <laughs> Billy Joel and Attila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still want to find that record. I may look that up on YouTube and see if it's out there. Or or Tori Amos says, "Why can't Tori read?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I actually find the whole. Th oh, now I totally get why bands back in the day were like, "We don't use keyboards." Because I'll be honest, back in the day, I'm like, "Fuck those people!" Because in high school, we had our keyboardist Douglas, our keyboardist Douglas. Yeah, 
it was great and like but we weren't a heavy metal band no but um, being heavy metal i would have been like oh we don't need a fucking keyboardist we just need a guitar and a bass and drums and a vocalist and fuck it right but i'm now, glad most of them used it and i i now that i'm older not a, quite the <laughs> mature oh. asshole <laughs> right yeah um it, it's also become more acceptable in metal to have a keyboard uh, because I mean, look at all the the power metal. Um, I'm try, uh, the symphonic metal. Uh, 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 who is it? Night Nightwish. You know, yeah. Nightwish, Aventasia. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I mean, there's so many of those bands now that they do have a dedicated keyboard player in the band. I mean, that's, you know, or, or a multi-instrumentalist that plays guitar and keyboard or something like that, you know. Um, and, and keyboard is, it's a big part of their sound, but it's not, it's, it's not the driving factor in their sound. The guitar is still the dominant instrument, but the keyboards embellish everything and flesh everything out and add to it without overpowering it. So, so yes, it is. It, it has become something that's more acceptable than it was 40 years ago, let's say. But it took a while because, you know, a lot of a lot of those bands didn't start to come out until the 90s. So it took probably a good 20 years or so. To be fair, it's the same as nerdum and geekdom, right? Where when we played D&D in high school, we were nerds. Yeah and didn't give a shit but now nerds are cool right yeah it just takes a little bit of break in the wall people are like i guess they're okay oh I mean, let's rephrase that nerds were already cool people are just now starting to realize it <laughs> accurate <laughs> all right ready for my next section Yes. Which we have talked about, which is tempo, sustain, and distortion. Not sure uh -huh. if you have anything to add over what we have. <laughs> um well I okay, so the so bands that are more metal, they do tend to especially especially the, the more extreme forms of metal, uh like the more traditional metal bands like Priest, Maiden, um Sabbath Dio. Uh, or, or even bands who play in that style now who are newer bands um, that have come along, they, they they will do faster stuff, but they will do a lot of mid-tempo stuff. They will do some slow stuff. Um, your hard rock bands tended to do a lot of slow and mid-tempo stuff. But I, one of the reasons that thrash is called thrash is because of the speed at which they play. You know, speed metal, yeah. thrash metal death metal and black metal which grew out of thrash metal um so yeah they they all tend to do faster tempo stuff on the norm as opposed to the exception yeah i already went to my spiel on on all that so okay i'm done all right then <laughs> uh okay one more note before we get to specific things which i've written down as we've talked because they weren't there before <laughs> okay. loathing 
because there is a difference between normal humans and hard rock and heavy metal. But what about uh -huh. the differences between heavy metal and hard rock? Are there much of any? I'm going to say no, but you may have more insight because you actually have your battle vest and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Give me this again because I didn't under... <laughs> so Somehow I lost the thread there. <laughs> right. So, um, and we've talked about it in some of our episodes slightly, but there is obviously a difference between the clothing somebody would wear to a hard rock or heavy metal concert as opposed to the clothing they would wear at a pop concert. But, you know, you've got the engineer boots or the combat boots and you've got the battle vest or the the jacket with all the patches okay. and, and the ripped. But, and that's accepted, you know, like we, we know that. It is, right. do you think, a difference between people who go to heavy metal shows and hard rock shows or just in general life is there a difference in the clothing they wear no i agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said clothing and i didn't quite hear all the i didn't hear the c and i'm like what's he talking about <laughs> well you know there's the kingdom of loathing but <laughs> yeah yeah um no there when when it comes to when it comes to the clothing style, there is you're you're wearing your favorite band shirts. You're wearing probably jeans or dark pants. Um, more than likely, tennis shoes or or you know like you you were talking about the boots. Um, either either is acceptable. Um, and yeah, I mean you you may or may not have a battle vest. I've got multiple. He does. I'm backing him up on this. <laughs> um, I, I've only got a couple that are really, you know, have a decent amount of cover on them with with patches. But you know, I've got I've got four or five that I've started. So, um, and and I'm doing you know I'm doing different things with them. But no, it's uh, you you don't have to you know you don't, you don't have to wear all that stuff but you can. <laughs> I mean, when you wear it, people know, but I'll be yeah. honest, I go to, so we've talked about Kuma's, the heavy metal restaurant yeah. that Jody and I both gone to. I still go to all the time because I'm close. I dress fairly professional. Okay. So for being a STEM, you know, science math person, uh, I, I dress professional, which means I still look like a slob. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're, you, you are a button up shirt. And... Yeah. No, Typically not a tie unless I'm presenting something, but yeah, right. button up shirt with maybe a t-shirt underneath, which the t-shirt underneath is a heavy metal band or a Lord of the Rings nerd shirt kind of right. kind of thing. Um, but I, I wear just cargos and tennis shoes or or whatever. I don't really wear dress shoes, but you know, it's just that I go into Kumas, but once I've gone, you know, once you go there two or three times, they're like, okay, so yeah, he looks like he's that guy, but no, check him out. He's headbanging over there when Iron Maiden comes on. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, if I could wear a band shirt every day, I would, I choose not to, to work because just, you know, some of the people that I work with, um, I, but, but I do, I wear one of my battle vests to work every day. Now the patches on it are bands from the seventies and not all of them are even hard rock. 
So it's it's more of my 70s Brock battle vest, <laughs> if there's even a thing. Um, well, you can ask Eric Corman, he'd say yes. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I, I do, but you know, if I get a chance to uh, wear one of my other battle vests on a weekend or something, I don't have to, you know, worry about having discussions with people I work with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, it took me about two or three years of all my nerd shirts before people stopped asking me. Cause I did have to explain and even new people are like, what's that shirt? I'm like, Oh, this is Lord of the Rings and Mordor is where Frodo had to, you know, and or this is Halloween. One of the very first power metal bands. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually do not mind either whether it's hard rock or heavy metal. And here I don't find a difference. I will happily talk to you if you want to know. And I'll start small. Like, hey, what's that sure mean? Well, it's this. And then yeah. if I see you want to hear more. Oh, hell, man. I've got all sorts of shit more. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean I will. Because if they look like, oh, okay, and they're done, I'm done. Because, yeah. you know, nobody wants to hear me drone on. Well, <laughs> unless they have to <laughs> yeah all right next step okay okay these come from what we've talked about and i'm just going to give you band names we've talked about and and we can de decide and here now this is us the terrors telling everybody in the fucking world if the ba these bands are hard rock heavy metal or just plain rock okay and one of the first ones we mentioned is Cinderella, Tom Kiefer. Okay. Because this one is a bit of a, I don't know, you, you made it sound like a crossover. So I'll let you go. Okay. So there's, I, I'm going to say there's some debate over which bands should be considered heavy metal and which ones should be considered hard rock. Um, they tend to... In, in the discussion, it tends to go that um, if if it was a band from, well, it, not necessarily from just from L.A., but if it was a band that had some commercial success, it came out of L.A., um, Rat, Motley Crue, Dokken, Great White, that, oh, they're, 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 they were hard rock. Well, did you go back and listen to their first releases or did you just listen to what was played on the radio? Because all those bands I just mentioned, the first album, like first two albums that each of those bands put out were more metal than they were hard rock. Oh, God. Cinderella's first album? Oh, Cinderella phenomenal yeah cinderella's debut album night songs is what i would consider to be the last hard rock band that actually released a heavy metal album does that make sense it it, it does in the hair band thing but one of the bands i'll bring up in a second will half contradict it but not really and you'll see okay I may know where you're going with that, but we'll see. Okay. But well, no, because, because after, after that point, bands that came out 
they weren't releasing albums. They weren't heavy in the beginning and then got lighter because they were getting more commercial exposure, which was what happened with a lot of those bands. Or, or they were being pressured by the record company to be more commercial or whatever. Um, Night Songs dropped. And I, to me, there's not a whole lot of difference between Cinderella's Night Song album from 1986 and most of the bands that are considered new wave of British heavy metal from 1979 and 1980. The production value is probably better for Cinderella because it was a few years later, but the sound isn't much different. So if you're going to call those bands heavy metal, why is Cinderella's first album not considered a heavy metal album? I completely do agree with that. Yeah. Now, Poison's debut album? No. Hard rock, period. <laughs> it, it is CC's guitarist things are borderline, but I, I do completely uh, agree with you on that. Yeah. And I'll agree with you on Cinderella too, because like Rat, I remember Rat being played on the radio, even when I was in grade school, like at 84 with Out of the Cellar, with Round uh -huh. and Round was a huge hit but it wasn't like it was the start of the glam but it was more like that was like oh my god this is like fucking awesome what the hell is this shit exactly yeah um but if if you listen to rat's debut ep that um that was just called rat uh, there's only like four songs on it maybe five i think but I, I, four four or five songs on it and it was it was just as heavy you know, as as a lot of the stuff that was out. I mean, um, it was it was the heaviest thing Rat ever did. I will say that. And the same with Great White. Great White's debut EP and their debut LP. Those were extremely heavy for what was out at the time. I mean, it, they weren't thrash, but it was it was more. Again, it was more metal than it was hard rock. So you know this. I, I I get it I because I, I I reference uh, the metal archives quite a bit and I you know I, I realize they, they have criteria for what they consider metal and what they don't and Motley Crue is in there rat is not which is bullshit because <laughs> the first couple rat albums, are as heavy as the first couple of metal Motley Crue albums. I agree. I do. And, uh -huh. and if either of us had the money and like gave a shit enough, we could make our own encyclopedia terror medicum. <laughs> yeah, we, we could. But we don't care that much. <laughs> Right, but yeah. I do agree. Cinderella started off heavy metal, ended bluesy, hard rock, even <laughs> at the very end going into bluesy just stuff. Yeah, rock. no, that C Cinderella by the by the time their second album came out, they were heavily bluesy hard rock. Which I get. You want to be successful. You want to make money. The record companies say, "Hey." We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars advance, but you got to do it this way. 
I mean, I'm not saying that's what we would have done. And obviously we didn't because we got to a point where like, fuck this shit. Yeah. But you know what? People knew who Tom Kiefer is more than us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right. Ready for the next band? Yeah. ACDC. And we have actually answered this question on the podcast, but, you know, for completeness, what the fuck? Hard rock. No question. Uh, agreed. Bluesy. Gruff. I mean, we're talking, we're going to drink something and play some darts and go fuck somebody in the alley. And <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's only one. We're not, we're not fucking two women in the control room, CC. We're just banging the semi-attractive 30-year-old in the alleyway behind the bar. Yeah. Um, no, that's ACDC is they are straight up. We we are just, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna bang out Chuck Berry riffs till the end of fucking time. <laughs> that's right. That's but we're gonna right. But we're going to do it loud. And see, and that's that's the thing. Angus doesn't use a good. Angus Young doesn't use a distortion pedal. He just turns the overdrive up on the amp all the way. <laughs> just cranks it to eleven. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he just. It, but that that allows the 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 three um, lighter strings at at the bottom to still be clean when he solos. But when he plays the power chords or plays the riff on the on the upper strings, on the heavier strings, it gives it that punch. It gives it that little bit of a distortion and that crunch. And, which, and it's, which, it's so funny because that's all he's doing. He's just cranking up the overdrive on the amp. Which goes into the sustain and distortion part where there is a difference. Yeah. And I always prefer using the distortion pedal to give that really punch no matter where it's at but kudos to the hard rock people who say no i'm just gonna crank up the overdrive yeah but acdc is one of those bands that they 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 cross many genres uh the the, the their fans are drawn to come from many other genres because you got you got metal fans you got hard rock fans you got punk fans or at least you did back in the 70s um you got mainstream rock fans. I mean, you know, they 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 cover a lot of bases. Yes, they do. I'm not gonna make my Chicago Cubs double play reference here. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. I mean, they are. That that's one of the bands that you could talk to about, you know. I don't know about now because obviously we're Gen X. Right. And I've even talked like millennials aren't that much different, but they're different a little bit. And Gen Z are very different. You know, I don't know about Gen Z, but for us in high school in the eighties, you could uh -huh. be an ACDC fan and even the cheerleaders would be like, woo, money talks. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so the bar I go to, Scarlet Lane, there's a guy, Tim, I've mentioned once or twice. We were talking the other day. He plays guitar and he actually got a little um, smithy with me because I had mentioned that a couple 
songs we played in high school were actually better than the originals. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's no way. I'm like, well, I think so. <laughs> but, um, but we both agreed that ACDC is the band where if you're starting to get irritated by trying to learn a song, uh-huh. you instead try to learn an ACDC song and you're like, hey, I can do this. <laughs> Yeah, there, and that's by design. ACDC is not complicated. That was intentional. Which is perfectly acceptable and awesome. Yes, it, it is. It is. Um, it was just, it was the philosophy that they applied. Because they could do it. I, I mean, I've, I've been reading an ACDC biography, and, and Malcolm was a huge fan of jazz. And he loved playing jazz. You're not going to hear jazz on an ACDC record. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> you might hear a little jazz influence, but you're not going to hear jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and some bands you will. Right. But... And that's fine. That's fine. I mean, honestly, go listen to the first Black Sabbath album. There's a lot of jazz on that. <laughs> oh, shit. Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear jazz in Jimi Hendrix. You'll hear jazz in Iron Maiden. Yeah. Like, you'll hear it. Yeah. You might not realize that's what it is at first, but it's there. And ACDC said, no, no, we're just going to have people have a really good fucking time. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're the ultimate bar band. I mean, that's, that's it. That's, 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 that's their shtick. <laughs> shtick. All right. Ultimate bar band. I'm going to go ahead and move us to the next band okay. that we have vaguely talked about this episode and many other episodes van halen what do you think hard rock heavy metal a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah i um, you know i agree eddie his guitar work is heavy metal but yeah not always it's no. it's also just jazzy and gruff i mean eddie and alex both had such a background in yeah. jazz and rock and classical and all sorts of like they you know mm -hmm. and with the david lee roth era i will lean more towards heavy metal because of the vocals and guitar yeah by the time they got to sammy sammy's vocals were more hard rock versus david's and eddie had started getting a little tired of what he's doing so he's branching out using keyboards and stuff so it See? went more There's heavy metal -ish. keyboard stuff yeah yeah you know, it's it's funny though because uh, I, I I'm I'm gonna um, jump a little bit ahead here on the, on my dedicated listening thing. I've recently listened to the as part of what I was doing. I've listened to the first three Montrose records. Oh, nice. Sammy was on the first two, and one of the observations I had on the first Montrose record was out of all the American bands I had heard up to that point, they were the heaviest. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a note to talk about. Or now, like, you know, if you want to save it or not, but I'll we'll save it, but <laughs> that's deep. I mean that is. Yeah. Well, to be fair, and to be fair, we've talked about this where America and England go back and forth where ah, America had the blues, so we're gonna take it and we're gonna make it heavy. And America's like we'll take it too then england's like we're gonna make it heavier and america's like well fuck you we're gonna add thrash <laughs> yeah well and and yes and that actually i'll, I'll talk about that <laughs> okay <laughs> when, then we'll when, hold when on we do that next episode 
Okay, my next one. So Van Halen, I actually wrote it down because of drums, because Alex does a great double bass. Yes, he does. You know, um, but he's he's jazzy. He's hard rock. He's heavy metal. And I agree, like all four of them, especially the initial band, are very back and forth. When it gets to Sammy, I think it's more hard rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was more pop influenced at that point. And you know we bank on on that era. It's fine if that's what you like. I have good oh, yeah. memories of hanging out with you and Carl and people listening to the Sammy era. I, I, I had my issues. It wasn't necessarily because of the music. It was because of stuff that was going around in the, in the stuff that was being said in interviews. Um, but no, the music was fine. Uh, I, I, I prefer the last two albums they did with Sammy to, over the first two albums they did, but um no even those first two were good yeah all right next one easy enough to answer uh-huh but we have mentioned them in this episode led zeppelin um uh, a little bit of both but more hard rock I... I was actually i was actually thinking about that either yesterday or today um what would you classify Kashmir as? I would classify Zeppelin as their own damn thing. Well, that's true. <laughs> because they have some hard rock. They have some heavy metal. They have some blues. They have some Celtic. They have, I mean, Kashmir, Kash, Kashmir, Kashmir, Jesus fucking Christ, is barley wine's kicking my ass and I'm not even done with it. Kashmir? Kashmir is um, Jimmy's specific Celtic, Indian, Arabic, the CIA that we've talked about in other Zeppelin episodes. Yes. It is its own thing because it, it takes that CIA influence and adds hard rock to it. Would you would you consider that epic heavy metal? See, and here you go, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now you're trying to put labels that occurred after Kashmir. Yes to cashmere and i would say well, yes but that is not what it was intended to be but may is would that be an early example of what would eventually become epic heavy metal it would be a prelude to epic to epic jesus a prelude to epic heavy metal okay yes okay that's, mean, what was, that, that's what i was thinking the other day or yesterday or today whenever it was that popped into my head I'm like, you know, i wonder if you could consider it that i i don't know i've not really looked to see if anybody does but now you know what we should uh i'm gonna make a little note here epic heavy metal and we'll do another episode yeah because i'm not i'm not entirely sure what the difference is between epic and power metal i, I know there is a difference i would i don't think i would call cashmere power metal though I would not, and I've never heard that term this way before, but I'm going to say it's the difference using Beowulf as an example, where from the viewpoint of Beowulf, it's power, and from the viewpoint of Grindel, it's epic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I am allowed to change my mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You have that right. (laughs) I got the right. <clears throat> all right um okay so one more 
and it becomes from uh, something we mentioned earlier. And I think it'll be easier to answer because we already have. Okay. Queen. Uh, early on, I would actually. I Queen Queen's a lot like Zeppelin. There's there's a lot of different stuff going on there. I I I I think I tend to just call Queen rock, but there's a lot of hard rock and they do venture some into metal territory. I agree. Would admit that or not? Yeah. <laughs> Something I tells agree. me Freddie would argue that today that that there was nothing metal that they did, but I I think they're probably could be some stuff that would be considered metal especially their like first three albums you see i agree with you i think they're more like zeppelin because they're hard to classify because they don't care we're gonna do shit that's awesome yeah okay so i will say that was something i did talk about in in the the dedicated listening thing queen queen is one of those bands we know how good we are and so so will you (laughs) And yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Queen didn't care. Oh, oh, that's the that's the trend. Oh well, we're gonna do this. You know, and and by God, it was one of the best fucking things that came out that year. <laughs> oh jeez, I know. When they were younger, they did the the fairy tellers um, shit, the painting with all the fairies, fairy tellers something. Yeah. That is not a hard rock or heavy metal. It's 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 barely rock, really. It's more jazzy pop. Right. But then you get the Hammer Will Fall. I would yeah. that's definitely in the Venn diagram crossover of heavy metal hard rock. Yeah. You know, but then then you've got stuff like because I just listened to uh A Night at the Opera. Oh my god, they sound like they were back in the 1930s on a lot of those songs. You know, I mean it's it's pop. It's pop music, but it's like 1930s pop music. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very true. And and Freddie has that sustained to be heavy metal, but he's not. He does music. He's yeah. vaudeville. Oh, yes. Yes, very, very much. And all of them, you know, <laughs> all four of them, they're like, you know what? Let's do some disco. All right, cool. Let's do some vaudeville. All right, cool. Let's do some classic. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, there. You know, there. There. Most bands, if they tried to do something like that, they would not be able to pull it off. It would be the worst thing they ever released. Bands like Zeppelin and Queen. A, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's such get a, all out on the same album and make it work. You know, <laughs> such a good spot on though because. As a Sabbath, obviously, is doom metal grandparents of everything that right. way, and they they had some jazzy, they did, but but it's in a, a certain range, and yeah. they kicked ass at it. And Zeppelin and Queen kicked ass in their area, and Deep yeah. Purple kicked ass in their and Halloween and Our Maiden, and some bands can can extend, and some bands can't, and that's right. a a thing of the era and the band and the listeners and. Yeah. But I mean, Zeppelin was before Queen. Queen were more contemporary with Iron Maiden as far as when they're popular. Yeah. 
So you can't even say it's, well, it's because they were, you know, popular in the late 60s, 70s. No, it's not. It's because they just kicked ass at what they did. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. That is the last note I had. <laughs> I, while we were going over these last notes, I actually wrote three things down. All right. Um, so this is some, some things we didn't really go into. We, uh, we've talked about the, the devil's devil's note, the, the, the devil's tritone, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the diminished what diminished fifth yes okay um metal is more likely to use that than hard rock Good is. Point. um musically and and because of that you get this musical darkness that a lot of metal bands will have that hard rock bands won't have very very true yeah um lyrics lyrics are a huge thing there is again there is some overlap but for the most part hard rock bands are they're more about partying having a good time your love life you know metal lyrically tends to go deeper um they will get more political they will get more socially aware um environmentally aware you know not that hard rock can't go into those areas but when you think of poison you think of songs about sex and drugs and rock and roll and when you think about iron maiden you think about songs about history um when you think about Metallica, you honestly you think about anti-war songs. Oh, damn the thrash era! So yeah. much anti-war, anti-nuclear. Yeah. Cost. Yeah. Yeah, and not that hard rock bands couldn't do those songs, but they didn't. They tended not to. Now, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Could could a could a metal band? take on some of the subject matter that the hard rock bands did well yes iron maiden had two songs about a prostitute <laughs> what charlotte <laughs> you know um maiden maiden did do a cover of the song women in uniform uh, i think skyhooks uh, i think the australian band skyhooks i think was the one that did that first and uh maiden's record company and the producer they worked with on the first album talked them into doing that as a one-off single and um that was the last time anybody told maiden what to do <laughs> <laughs> um i love the song i love made maiden's version of the song but it's not an iron maiden song you know but they they did it so yes it is possible for those for, for bands like that to do those kinds of songs uh priest has done a lot of sex songs um and rock and roll songs you know but that yeah lyrically there's a difference in the subject matter well uh, now you suck because i got two notes but sure you keep going 
<laughs> no, that's that's all I got. I just, I just wanted to make sure I got those in there too. So what's okay. what are your two notes now? So one is the overlap where I think the David Lee Roth here of Van Halen does they, they actually hopped the line. Um because uh with David Lee Roth, you got Atomic Punk. Yes. And that's deep as fuck if you actually listen to it. Oh yeah. Or even women and children for like a lot of them. But yeah. but then David also talked about banging banging anything yeah. you could fuck possibly put your dick in. Yeah. But you go to Sammy Hagar era, and it is more of you know hot summer nights and partying and drinking and getting laid and it's it, there are differences. I mean, pound cake is a little deeper, but it's still about getting laid. Yeah. Um, uh, well, but see, when they like, and, that, and I think that's part of the reason why I like those last two Van Halen albums with Sammy Hagar more than the first two, because lyrically, Sammy started to get deeper. Yeah. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah. And the music got a little darker. It got a little heavier. Than the first two they did with him which could have been part getting comfortable and eddie yeah. getting his whatever poppy keyboard out of his system and yeah yeah all right but my other note is uh-huh. slade to quiet riot <laughs> <laughs> slade is definitely a hard rock band Quiet Riot is, I would actually lean them towards heavy metalish, even though they're hair band era they, heavy they, metal. Okay, they they were very successful commercially for the Metal Health album, not so much Condition Critical and, and subsequent albums, but um, yeah, no, Quiet Riot is full on. I, I would I would say Quiet Riot is full on a metal band. But if you read their lyrics, some of them are, I won't say sex, alcohol, drugs, and rock and roll. Or alcohol, sex, and rock and roll. How about that? That that sounds perfect. And it's weird because all it takes is the difference in how you style it. Because Slade and Quiet Riot had, what, two or three songs that uh, Quiet Riot actually covered? Yeah. And if you listen to Slade, you're like, it's pretty good hard rock. And you listen to Quiet Riot, they're like, that's pretty good heavy metal. Yeah. Same um, fucking song. <laughs> yeah. Although if you listen to if you listen to Slade's versions and Quiet Riot's versions, they are completely different. <laughs> oh, very much so. Yes. Which, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not um it's not like all Quiet Riot did was just you know, play it with heavier guitars. No, it, <laughs> they actually changed the arrangements a little bit. And both, both, both versions of those songs are good, you know, but yeah, there's, there, there's some difference in the arrangements and everything too. So. Do agree. Yeah. I like Slade. Slade was pretty cool. Slade kicks ass and quite right kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that's, that's what I have. All right. So be a longer episode, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's little editing to do because we just talked about shit. <laughs> that's true. So we have now definitively decided the differences between heavy metal and hard rock. 
we've opinionated the differences between heavy metal and hard rock. It can be two things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. If you disagree, email us, write us, tell us in a review, but give us a five star when you tell us we're wrong. (laughs) There you go. Oh, but do you have anything else to add, my good gentleman? Uh, No, (laughs) not if you want this episode to be over. (laughs) I do, because I don't mind doing a short one that you'll be excited about. Okay. If if you're up to it, but we'll decide that once we're off. So, to fix this up and decide what we're doing next, (laughs) you all get to find out later. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am... Uh, hard rock James. <laughs> I'm heavy metal Jody. Yeah, is no use. <laughs> and we will shout at the devil later at you. Yeah, bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Who wants some applesauce? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the camera mount thing, so. Yeah, who who doesn't like to mount the camera? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got two surprises for you. If we do two, I've got one surprise anyway. Okay. That's what she said. (laughs) This is your fault for telling me to surprise you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Close your eyes and hold out your hand. I'm not falling for that again. (laughs)